0: Welcome to the Money Hour with host Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited. Now in the studio, local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell.
1: Welcome to the Money Hour on 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, February 5th show. You can also listen to show podcast, Facebook premiere show, or you can catch our show on the show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on upcoming events, please go to Tina Mitchell I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, bringing in expert advice and inside knowledge on today's events and how they can affect your money. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast, I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50, or you can go online to the moneyhour.com. And now my lineup for today's show, I will be having a panel conversation with both of my guests, Claire Seitz of Cold War Banker Bain and also Shahar Planner of Formations. I'll also be having a separate conversation with Claire. We'll be talking about standing out authentically with everything that's happening in the real estate market. Followed conversation with Shahar, how self-employed professionals can achieve financial well-being with formations. Also, if you are watching the show on my Facebook Premiere or YouTube channel, I would like to give a shout out to my producer, Benny, over at Hubbard Radio.
0: Hi, Tina. Welcome back and uh, good to see you as always.
1: Hey, Benny. And also my director of marketing, uh, Becky. Hi, Tina.
2: Thank you.
1: (laughs) And I'd like to give a shout out for both of them because everything that happens behind the scenes is a lot. And being in front of the scenes, I can't do what I do without both of them. So a big shout out to both uh, Benny and to Becky. Great information and great guests in studio. For more information on any topic discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50, or you can go online to themoneyhour.com. And we will start out today's show, as I do, each week with a little bit of money chat.
3: Money. Money.
1: Tina Mitchell here with your money chat. Scaring global bond markets is news from the Bank of England, who hiked rates by 25 basis points, but also said that they are not starting the runoff of their balance sheet today. They also said that by the end of 2023, they will not just stop reinvesting, they will be outright sellers of bonds. Interest rates react favorably to rate heights, but negatively to balance sheet runoff, and global yields can impact our yields. The European Central Bank had Lagarde had a hoggish tone at their meeting, but they are not following suit. She said the inflation risks are to the upside although though they aren't doing anything just yet. Now FFSF FF, Fed President Mary Daly believes that the Fed is not behind the curb. She believes that the Fed needs to be gradual and not disruptive. How out of touch can you be? KC Fed President Esther George believes that the Fed is behind the curve with hot inflation and labor market tightness. After seeing rate high in March, she seems to be focused on where the yield curve goes in terms of collaborating rate heights with balance sheet shrinkage. She thinks that more QT would avoid curve flattening from rate heights. Looking at the last Fed rate height cycle, again, mortgage rates like when the feds hike, but they hate it. When the Fed reduces their balance sheet, when the Fed began hiking in December of 2015, interest rates moved lower. They waited a full year until the next height. And during that time, inflation rose and rates moved higher. And then they hiked again in December of 2016. Rates moved lower as inflation was put into check. They announced in October of 2017 that they would start to allow their balance sheet to run off, and we saw rates move higher in response. When they began to slow their runoff in March of 2019, we saw rates move even lower, and they really started to move down in July when they ended the runoff altogether and started to reinvest in mortgage-backed securities and treasuries. We want to keep a very close eye on the Fed as they try to walk tightrope of hiking, hiking and allowing runoff during 2022. Now CoreLogic released their home price index reporting showing that home prices rose 1.3% in December and 18.5% year-over-year, which is an acceleration from 18% in November and is the highest reading in 45-year history of the index. CoreLogic forecast that home prices will appreciate zero in January and 3.5% year over year going forward. But let's take a look at what CoreLogic forecasted for November. They anticipated a zero reading in the month, but we saw 1.3%. When we look to the report from last year at this time, they forecasted that home prices would increase two and a half percent. But this week they reported the prices were actually 18.5%. They continue to miss forecasts by a large margin and appeared to be married to their position. With the rise in home prices, some buyers may think it's a better option to rent, but apartment lists showed that rents rose 0.2% in January and 18% year over year. Also remember that rents can continue to rise on renewals each year, which are currently going up by six to 8%. Renters also do not get the benefit of amortization, or appreciation. My call to action, if you are a renter, is to look at the options that you have to purchase a home right now. And that's your money chat for this week. Coming up next in the Money Hour panel conversation with Claire Seitz of Cold War Banker Bain and Shahar Plinner of Formations right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
0: walking your talk take us with you the kknw app makes streaming our programming easy on your phone or tablet you're listening to the money hour with your host tina mitchell on alternative talk 11 50 a.m now back to the show with local mortgage expert tina mitchell
1: you are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 a.m. KKNW, the Saturday, February 5th show. You can also listen to my show podcast, Facebook premiere, or my show on the show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on any of my upcoming events, please go to Tina Events.com. I'm your host and local mortgage consultant, Tina Mitchell. It is a great day to talk about money, and that's what the show is all about, how to make money, save money so you can build a better quality of life for you and your family. If you are hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I am here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have on the show today. Please call the show at one 855 Again, that's one 855 or online at moneyr.com. And now on our show for our panel conversation, Claire Sites of Cold War Banker Bain and Shahar Plinner of Formations right here on
3: 1150
1: AM KKNW. Welcome to both of you. Hi,
3: right, thank you.
1: Thank
2: you so much, happy to be here.
1: Yeah. So happy to have you as well. Before we start the panel conversation, I want to share with our listeners a little bit about your backgrounds. First, uh, Claire Seitz is in her first year of real estate at War Banker Bain, Lake Union, and having a blast doing it so far. She is working on breaking stereotypes and building a successful career, driven by creating and maintaining relationships with all types of people and all types of places and different cultures are very important to her. Clara wants to help people through one of the most straining and stressful processes they will ever go through with humor, empathy, and thoughtfulness. Definitely all of that is needed in not just a normal stressful real estate market, but even a more stressful real estate market right now because of everything that we're going through. Uh, And a little bit about Shahar. He is a tax and accounting expert with over 15 years experience in the field. He is the CEO and co-founder of Formation, a uh, fintech startup on a mission to help self-employed professionals achieve financial well-being. Uh, Shahar is also the founder and former CEO and gpl of tax and accounting firm where he served thousands of business owners and perfected the s corp management process he has an mba from seattle university owns several s corps himself and is widely known as the tax guru of the west coast that's why he's here on the show today in his free time he enjoys sports and spending time with his wife and his three kids Uh, Welcome again uh, to both of you. So I always like to ask all of my guests in our panel conversation, what life experience brought you into your line of work? Because there's always a connecting the dots to why we do what we do and why we're an expert in that field because of those life experiences. So Claire, for you, what life experience brought you into the real estate space?
2: I have wanted to be a real estate agent since I was 10. And it's really funny because no little kid is like, I want to be a real estate agent. But I found an email I had written to a real estate agent asking for some advice when I was 11. So it's pretty fun that the email can save that stuff. But I grew up um, moving every two years, um, different cities, different states, and then moving into adulthood, I've moved cities, countries, all over the place, and I have been through transitions, and they're just so hard. There's no way around it. It's hard. It is exciting, but at the end of the day, I just want to be able to, like, hold people's hand through the transition, not just buying and selling the house, but, like, the steps that follow after.
1: So yeah. basically,
2: to answer the question, moving around a bunch and experiencing lots of different places and
1: Yeah. And that's really great because um, real estate, just like you said, it's not just the buying and selling process. It's the transition of of everything else that goes in there. And I love that. I've never heard that as a life experience in getting into real estate. Um, But what a huge gift that you have in being a person that was having to go through transition over and over again growing up and really now are an expert in that process, which definitely helps in buying and selling real estate. Uh, Shahar, how about for you? What life experience brought you into your line of work and has made you an expert in your field?
3: So I grew up in a self-employed house. You know, my dad has an insurance business and being part of a family-owned business, you know, has its own dynamics. So it was never a strange for me to own a business uh, but then uh, Orta and I, you know, my wife and I moved to the U.S. in 2005, and I started practicing my world of tax and accounting. So it was a career change. And I kind of find my niche. You know, it was uh, an interesting journey. I was always around numbers, but I found that, one, I see taxes, so it's easy for me, you know, to navigate the complexity that most people uh, are facing with the with our Complex tax system. Uh, it was helping people, you know. And 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 I'm passionate about the the the, the business and people connection. Um, and for me, it was uh, 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 an easy path uh, to connect, basically, you know, people with uh, 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 the business and the tax world. Um, and then when when we started GPL, it was uh, kind of uh, uh, everything that I wanted. You know, it's uh, being independent, uh, yeah. self-employed. Uh, helping people uh to go through this uh, uh annual uh, uh hardship of of dealing with their taxes um and helping people being kind of the good guy of saving yeah. people money and 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 let them uh show or show them you know area that they can save and be more financial being was just a blast for me
1: Yeah, saying that, and a lot of times you see uh, when parents have that entrepreneur spirit, uh, it goes into uh, their children as as well. And like you said, being uh, around numbers and being a numbers guy, um, bringing you into the gift uh, again of what you do today. So thank you so much. Uh, Next panel question. As you think about the future of your business, what do you see, Claire?
2: I just know I'm going to build and maintain so many strong, strong relationships with people, from first-time homebuyers to people that are retiring, empty nesters, whatever. I'm just so excited to uh, have a, a just a plethora of people in my network, and I also eventually would love to be in the international real estate
1: that's great well i can see the uh the passion and the smile on your face as you're visualizing the huge community of people uh that you've put together helping them buy and sell real estate in all different uh, avenues and as your bio says uh your credentials it's important that you work with all aspects and all people uh which is amazing so shahar how about for you as you're thinking about the future of your business what do you see
3: so I'm, my passion is about building high functional team and high functional companies, you know? So we started GPL in 2010. The idea was how we can serve high net individual and small be, medium business, you know, with their tax and accounting needs. And then in 2019, after nine years of, of running GPL, uh, I saw kind of my next opportunity as an entrepreneur, something that we can build bigger and get excited again on building high functional team and high functional Uh, a company that focus only on the self-employed problem. You know, when you run tax and accounting business, you see many personas, you know, you see people that makes a lot of money, you see people makes a lot of money and doesn't have, you know, money in the bank because they spend a lot. So you see a lot of different uh, character of people that how they uh, behave and react, you know, with money. Uh, For me, the passion was always about you know, helping self-employed. And the idea of formation was, you know, if we can narrow down the problem and only, you know, attack self-employed, we can grow formations to be a really big and impactful uh, uh business. So for our future, you know, I always say that tax and accounting, it's a greenfield, it's a blue ocean. You know, although there's a lot of competition and saturate, there is always, you know, a problem that uh, uh you can solve. And for us to solve the self-employment problem or self-employed Issues, uh, which is a segment that, you know, growing to be over 15 million people today. This is a big mission and still, you know, way, way to grow our business.
1: Yeah, and isn't it great? Uh longevity does have a lot to say. I've been in the mortgage industry for over a quarter century. And um, you know, I'm also uh now I've had my time management and business efficiency coach for eight years, which actually was inspired by my real estate agent uh business partners. And it is clock hour certified uh for business for real estate agents, but it's open for all business professionals. And just as you said, when you're you're in your industry for so many years, Other platforms get created from that because you start to see what you're already doing in your business, I've always run a high efficiency business model, and I already had the platform and the process and the system to live a great quality of life and do great business at the same time. So it was already there. The next step was just to share it with other business professionals, and so just like you're doing, is is you expand what you're doing from what you've created and then start sharing it with others. So um, that is great and definitely uh, stands you out in the crowd uh, in what you do, being able to offer those additional services so claire how have your entrepreneurial motivations changed since you started in your business uh a year ago
2: okay so to be honest I didn't really realize <laughs> how entrepreneurial real estate is I've always been like extremely entrepreneurial minded like I've just always wanted to have my own thing and I just was following what I wanted to do with real estate and then now I'm like holy cow I can build my own empire I can like I can design the marketing I can talk to people how I want to talk to them I can use 10,000 exclamation points originally I didn't realize how much of it was going to be self- driven, I guess. And so now I'm like, wow, this is so much better than I ever could have thought.
1: Yeah. And that's so great, uh, Claire, because when you say, so when some people say self-driven, especially new in their business, and they come to that realization that it is self-driven, instead of saying self-driven, like, oh my gosh, it's self-driven. It's like, oh my gosh, it's self-driven, you know? um, Because that can be overwhelming to people to think about that Any business that you're doing that you are doing on your own as an entrepreneur or you have ownership in the business, you have to be self-driven. And not a lot of people are actually motivated by that, especially early in their career. Uh, Instead, they're terrified of it. So um, that's really great, uh, Claire. And Shahar, how about for you, um, being in the industry much longer than, than Claire has, how have your entrepreneur motivations changed since you started your business?
3: So formation started, like we went out of stealth March of 2020. So we were a COVID baby and as entrepreneur, you know, that used to operate, you know, in, in ups and downs market, you know, uh, um, it was a challenge that you had to bring all of your expertise, everything in, in in what we say, how we create our own reality. You know, we started in March of 2020 in April uh real estate that it's a good segment or great segment that we're going after real estate agent uh again the real estate market or, or the real estate industry went into a lockdown how do you promote and how do you basically go after real estate agents when there is no sale of real estate um but we put a lot of trust on the entrepreneurs you know as Claire said as a strong entrepreneur desire this why we're going after that segment and you know right after in may they already you know invent themselves uh, uh, how to sh- how to do showing and how to uh, uh, maintain uh, kind of the real estate market and it was a great observation for us you know if, or for me as an entrepreneur that this is you know the power of the community the power of basically of the people and this is why we're so you know uh, fortunate and, and, and encouraged to go after self-employed because it's a market or it's a segment that always invent himself uh, inventing himself and always have a solution so we are uh, pulling a lot of our energy from our customers. Um, but, but definitely COVID, uh, uh us to bring a lot of entrepreneurialship uh, resources all over.
1: Yeah. And, and isn't it great that, um, from the outside of our, our business that our clients and our business partners, uh, can be a motivation and an inspiration. However, you only bring that out of them when you are leading, not just with your expertise through education, but also also leading through your inspiration and motivation of the product and and, or service that you have to offer. And through that process, it creates that coming back to you. And yes, that's where we get a lot of our game changer ideas is by watching and listening from the external uh, side of our business, from our clients and and business partners. Well, great panel conversation with both of you. Um, thank you so much for that. And, uh, Shahar will be bringing you back in, uh, for your individual interview a little bit later. All right, coming up next on the Money Hour, standing out authentically, Claire Seitz of River Banker Bain right here in on 1150 AM
0: KKNW. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk 1150. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk at 1150 a.m. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell.
1: You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 a.m. KKNW, the Saturday, February 5th show. You can also listen to my show podcast, my show Facebook premiere, or my show on the show YouTube channel. In addition, for more information on any of my upcoming events please go to TinaMitchellEvents.com. I am your host and your local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. And I'm here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the two guests that I have on the show today, please call the show at one 855 Again, that's one 855 or online at themoneyhour.com. And now in studio, Claire Seitz of Cold War Banker Bain standing out authentically right here on 1150 AM KKNW. Claire, really excited to have a conversation uh, with you in regards to uh, real estate and your topic standing out authentically. Yes, you definitely have to stand out. And standing out authentically makes it even better. So what is your best advice for standing out in a saturated real estate market like we have today?
2: Yeah. So first of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm really, really just so grateful and appreciative to be able to talk to you.
1: You're welcome. Um,
2: Okay. So I guess every time you tell somebody you're in real estate, they, they say, oh, I have a friend who's in real estate oh, I have a blank who's in real estate. It's like, obviously, there's a lot of real estate agents who have a lot of friends, (laughs) which is great. (laughs) But that just means you have to figure out a way to make yourself stand out and make yourself be the person that people think of and make sure that you're the person that is getting the job done for people. And my advice is to find the thing that makes you who you are and... I mean, obviously that's a lot easier said than done, but we all have our quirks. We all have our things. And once you can figure it out and like really pin that needle, you can just run with it. Just go as fast and hard as you can with it. And you'd be, it's just amazing how many people are like just inspired by people who are willing to be themselves and be vulnerable. And just, I think that that's the best way to stand out in an authentic way is to just know who you are and run with it as hard and fast as you can.
1: (laughs) Yeah, such great advice, Claire. For anybody that's listening to the show uh, that runs a business or is in any type of sales and needs to connect with uh, potential clients at a high level, you do need to connect authentically. You need to connect as your unique self. And as Claire says, what makes you who you are and special because people are going to connect with you as your authentic self. They're gonna connect with your story and why you do what you do. And then through that, you're actually opening up the space and the opportunity for them to be vulnerable with you. And that's why I created my keynote uh, where I share my story of tragedy to triumph. It's a way to get back to my community, uh, but it was a long journey. And I wrote my book journey with me. Uh, since I'm giving a shout out, if you go to tinamitchelleevents.com and you like a complimentary copy of my book, I would love to give that to you. But it was, a, it was a journey and a process for me to go through that and to actually be willing to be my authentic self and share the tragedies and bad decisions that i made in my life because it didn't feel appropriate in professional business. And not only not appropriate, but really just to hide who I really was. And that is the worst thing that you need to do. Lead with who you are. That's why you're here and why you are the person and through that process people are going to connect with you and the ones that don't that's fine they're not your perfect client and uh the two of you are not meant to work together anyways because we're not going to be right for everyone so claire thank you for that uh claire why and how um did you get into the real estate business we talked a little bit about um uh you know life experience and got you here if you want to expand a little bit more on that or share something uh, in addition
2: yeah i really have just wanted to do real estate forever. And I went to college and got a degree in marketing. I did marketing for a while and I I just wasn't being fulfilled. And I know that I have, or like the goals and dreams I have are not going to be achieved by that, by just sitting in an office and just being the cog in the machine. It just wasn't for me. It wasn't for me. And I was just chatting with my roommate and I was like, okay, why am I applying for all of these stupid jobs that I don't even want? (laughs) What do I wanna do? And she introduced me to her realtor who introduced me to my now um, designated broker um lori way who i absolutely love oh my gosh
1: you'll have to tell lori way i said hi and she needs to come back into studio
2: i will tell her i'm meeting with her after i love her But give her
1: a big uh well if you guys are getting face to face uh, a hug and kiss and say hi to amanda as well
2: yeah i just couldn't i literally could not be more grateful just to have a, a manager and the support that i've that i've gotten is like wow it really is totally cool to be who you want to be and like you said you're not going to be everyone's favorite realtor and that's fine at the end yeah. of the day you don't want to be invited to their parties anyways so, <laughs> um yeah i guess that that that's basically how i got here but i have, have yeah. always wanted to do this so
1: yeah well car how do you respond to people who uh who doubt you
2: um so i kind of this is, it was kind of tied into my most memorable experience is that um, I kind of have, I mean, everybody can think that anybody is nice and whatever and young and all of those things. But when you can prove that you can actually do the work and do it really well, yeah. that's when people's perceptions of you start to change. And especially, most importantly, your perceptions in yourself. So I within like four days of getting licensed, I randomly, somebody found me on the internet, asked me to take him to a showing. We saw the showing, put an offer, went into mutual acceptance. And this was within like seven days of me having my license. And everybody was like, that does not happen. Hmm. You like the sun is shining on you. You're in the right place. And, um, that was when my the perception started to change and if anyone did doubt me it's um just like haha. Uh-huh. <laughs> not really but it's just kind of when people doubt you or just think you're young or think you're uh a, a, like a a nice girl or quirky or you like to do crafts or whatever and don't take you seriously um then you just prove them wrong. And you add that to, you add that fuel to your success fire. That's what I know.
1: Well, and and I think the the word that you used is it's, you know, perception, but it's the perception you have of yourself. And so no matter where you're at in your career, whether it's day one or it's over a quarter century in the industry, um, there's different um, perceptions that can come up from uh, other people that can change your perception if you don't work on that and have confidence of wherever you're at right now we're all learning from mistakes that we will continue to make and through those mistakes is what makes us an expert at what we do because that's how we learn things and so um yeah i love that claire so i know you're a graduate of college that you mentioned uh, but i'd love to ask you do you feel that college is a necessary step to build a successful career
2: i really love this question because for me i was not um a class learner. I'm just like the person who's trying my hardest to listen, but there's no way like <laughs> it's just not going to stick with me. So for me, I think it was really necessary for me to go to college because I had so many great life experiences where I it's you just building up that resiliency um, and learning more and more about yourself and it's a great connection, but for everybody. I don't honestly think going to college is necessary. And I think that that is shifting that mindset that you have to go to college is shifting. And I think that's great because I think there are a lot of people who can skip that step and go right into real estate or whatever they feel. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's a great shift in the culture.
1: Yeah. And uh, for sure, not taking anything away from college because it depends on what career you want to get into. But I will say um, to be successful, you don't have to have on a high IQ. I don't. You don't have to graduate from Ivy League College. I never went to college and barely made it out of high school. You don't have to come from a wealthy family. I definitely did not. All you need to have is do is have a dream, know your why behind the dream, and then be willing to work very hard to reach that dream. And you're either going to college and getting educated there or you're going to college in the workforce and getting on the job education. And so I think either uh, either way in the direction, again, disclosure being depending on what type of industry you want to get in. But if you want to be a real estate agent or a mortgage professional like I am, um, I definitely agree uh, with uh, with Claire. So what is the advice that you have for young people that are trying to buy real estate, Claire?
2: <laughs> so yeah, right now is so 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 hard <laughs> yeah. for buyers. Uh, I mean, it's obviously is very possible and stuff, but the the market right now, there's just not very much inventory, obviously. So my advice, I mean, obviously, if you can put yourself in a position where you can buy now, and talk to your lenders, talk to people about the different ways you can get um, a property for yourself. That's the best case scenario. But if you can't, I think really having a dream and a goal of where you want to live, why you want to live there, think about it every day. And instead of buying coffee every day, do just do the little things. Stop like stop spending money on things that you don't necessarily need every day. And it's really quite amazing how fast money starts to save up when you're intentional about it.
1: So absolutely the, the foundation of uh, budgeting at a high level is, always having something really big that you want to save for. And that's what Clara says. You want a home, uh, you know, save for that home. And then uh, through that process of wanting something, you're minimizing what you're spending. And the other piece of that is always writing down every time or tracking every time that you spend money, because the more that you actually physically make note of it, the less it's going to be that you're going to buy that cup of coffee or go out for dinner instead of making dinner at home. Uh, so great, great advice. So, when you know that you have to do something scary, overwhelming, or it's new, what do you do?
2: So I, I have a lot of mantras that I repeat to myself during the day. And one of my favorite movies, We Bought a Zoo, this is a quote from there. He says, one of the guys says, you just only ever need 20 seconds of courage to do anything. Anybody can do anything in 20 seconds. And um I just think that it's it's really helpful because if you for example, like for this, I will be nervous for twenty seconds and that's it. And then it's just a conversation. So I think just focusing on that twenty seconds, anybody can do it. Yeah. And then once you're done with it, you feel so good and you just it's much
1: better. (laughs) Yeah. And, and in that 20 seconds though, that 20 seconds can lead you to, uh, stress if you get stuck in that trap and you get stuck in that initial, right. I mean, your adrenaline's going to either take you down or you're going to be stronger than you ever would in that moment. And I think it's, you know, in that 20 seconds and making that commitment, it's getting excited instead of letting that adrenaline take you down. So we have just, uh, just a couple minutes, uh, left, uh, Claire. And I would love, when choosing a firm, and I'd i love to end with this uh, question because uh, Lori Way is obviously a seasoned agent, uh, been in, you know, the top uh, in real estate and volume, has gone into, you know, brokering and managing other agents. Um, How did you choose the firm to work with and to go go with Colder Banker Bain?
2: yeah so i got basically introduced and it was so it was so fabulous it was literally so great so i my connection to lori he came in here talked to lori way and said you need to get claire on your team and lori called me and said claire i heard that i need to get you on my team come into the office and let's chat and i i went in and I was like, OMG, this is the most beautiful office in the world. And plus just to support that Lori and honestly, everyone here yeah. is like there's no need to compete with each other because there's there's an abundance of success that's out there. And when you lift people up, it lifts yourself up too. So that was really um, that was really important for me as I was choosing. And I think for other people. That are looking for firms and things like you just really have to focus on how it makes you feel when you're in the office yeah. which maybe it's a little whatever but i just think you listen to your gut and be like okay this feels right and because you're going to be spending a lot of time with these people hopefully yes. here
1: go yes. Yeah. Well, that's great. Uh, Clara, again, give a shout out to, uh, to Lori. Lori actually came in, uh, about seven years ago when I did my first one time, your business eight week burn complimentary time management and business efficiency course. Ask her about it. Cause you'll have to come hang out with me, uh, virtually, uh, for eight weeks since Lori's a graduate and she is your broker, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> if you're listening to the show, go to OneTimeYourBusiness.com. It is a complimentary eight-week course uh, for any business professionals. And the why behind it is so that you can live the life that you want to live. And you cannot do that without running a high-efficiency business model. Claire, thank you so much uh, for coming into the show. Uh, if you're listening to the show and you're looking uh, for real estate uh, expert uh, service for buying and selling re- real estate, uh, please reach out to Claire. You can call into the show or Claire, what's the best number to reach you at?
2: Okay. 206-758-7126.
1: Wonderful. Thank you so much.
2: I'm, I'm right away on it.
1: <laughs> Wonderful. Well, thank you, Claire. It's a pleasure so to uh, to have you on the show. Yeah. Thank you. Coming up next in the Money Hour, how self-employed professionals can achieve financial well-being with formations. Shahar Plenar of Formations right here on 1150 AM KKNW.
0: Alternative Talk 1150 online at 1150kknw.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk 1150 AM. Now, back to the show with local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell.
1: You are listening to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, this Saturday, February 5th show. You can also listen to my show podcast, my Facebook premiere. Or you can listen to the show on my show YouTube channel. I am your host and local mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, bringing into studio each week the best of the best experts in our local market on everything regarding your money. And now in studio, Shahar Plinner of Formations, How Self-Employed Professionals Can Achieve Financial Well-Being with Formations right here on 1150 AM KKNW. And welcome to the show, Shahar.
3: Hey, thanks, Tina. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Yeah, very excited to have a conversation uh, around how you're helping all your clients and can be a service to my listeners. So can you share a little bit about yourself? Your background? I know we talked a little bit in the panel conversation, but a little bit about yourself, your background, and what made you start Formations?
3: Um, first, great discussion with Claire. Again, I took for sure a few nuggets, you know, uh, this oh. uh 20 seconds of anxiety, or say yes to everything. I think it's just uh, something really important in the world of the entrepreneur. You know, leaning forward and just be bold. And again, you never know what the experience will bring. Um, And this was kind of my story. You know, I was introduced into the tax and accounting industry back in 2005, and I find it really uh, that I'm really passionate about helping people. You know, navigate these very complicated you know segment in their life. And the, the segment that we went after kind of high net individual and small, medium business, it was nice to serve, you know, people with problems, you know, people with, with millions of dollars of problems. But as you continue to be, you know, emotionally invested in the customer solution, we found out that, you know, the appreciation come from those that you not necessarily saving, you know, millions of dollars you save, you know, enough to change you know, their life. And you find out that when you're dealing with someone who's a self-employed that is working so hard and making $150,000 or $200,000. If you can save them 10, dollars $15,000 a year, you know, it's the world for them. And for me, you know, I've been a, a consultant for so many years. So I wanted to kind of, you know, be a little bit apart, you know, from tax preparation and tax, you know, review uh, and being, you know, in front of customers, you know, that it's, it's hard to be, you know, for so many years in front of customers. And, Um, identified that I have this knowledge in my brain about taxes, Uh, I wanted to productize it, you know, so how do you productize it? If not, you know, moving from a service industry into a more product solution. So we started in a way formations in 2019 after about 9 years of me digging into the tax code and find out that there are actually great solutions out there you know for self employed to be very efficient efficient mean saving money saving taxes optimized for retirement optimized for benefits and I decided that this is what I want to do. I want basically to educate as many as possible, self-employed individual, how to deal with their money, how to deal with their business, how to treat their business like a real business and therefore to be way more efficient, way more well-being, taking care of themselves from the family, everybody they care uh, care about and maybe be proud of what they're doing, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much money that you you make, it's how much money you're able to keep. And then how much of that money that you have freed so that you can give back to your community and make a difference in your world. And uh, again, I can just see your passion about what you do because really our product and service is there so we can make a difference in people's lives so who is formations designed to serve and what made you focus on this segment of the workplace
3: so i mentioned kind of at the beginning you know our main segment at the moment is real estate agent so i had a Uh, uh, um, an experience working with real estate agents and they're adopting, you know, financial concepts. But in general, formation is a solution for anyone who is a 1099. You know, everyone who is a solopreneur, everyone is seeing himself as a full-time self-employed, a financial advisor, mortgage brokers, a real estate agent, uh, healthcare consultants, uh, marketing technology consultant. We see that the pandemic, even before the pandemic, you know, uh, uh, self-employed was a huge segment and growing. You know, we're talking about 50 million people that has some side work, some gig, uh, some hassle, some some some, some uh, supplemental income. But we see yeah. that out of that segment, there is about 15 million people that they see their life, their dream to pursue as 1099, like people that are not employable, like me, that nobody will take into corporate America, and decided to pursue their dreams and being as independent. And again, it's going back to what Claire kind of was mentioning. You know, you don't need to have a college degree to be a consultant today or to be an expert. I see people starting as age of 15, 16, 17 uh, (laughs) uh, and become very successful, you know, five, six, seven years through the journey because you can, you know, cloud computing, cloud accounting, uh, allow the 1099 economy, you know, to thrive. So we are going after what we call this business of one, you know, those that are working for themselves, doesn't see themselves as a big, huge business with employment, employees and multi-state and, and complexity. You know, we want to serve them, the one that we feel uh, that are kind of behind and need this boost of knowledge yeah. and uh, expertise to be really successful on what they're doing.
1: Yeah, well, you're definitely dialed into your perfect client for sure. Um, I love that, the business of one. So what do you think is the biggest hardship facing self-employed professionals right now?
3: Again, yeah, think about it as self-employed. What we see is they're having a lack of visibility mainly into their financials. You know, real estate agents, they know how many deals they close, You know their pipeline. They kind of swim, you know, in the professionalism of how to create this relationship with their customers and how to bring deals to close. But once the money received and once kind of, you know, the cash is in the bank, what's next? Do I have enough, you know, to pay expenses? Do I have enough to set aside money for retirement? Do I have enough to start some benefit they have enough to pay my taxes so i think it's the i don't know what i don't know and some fear about back office and about the financial operation but i think because there are not so many tools that helping self-employed uh to understand the business operation from financials perspective i think that the hardest thing is that that segment is making decisions you know based on whatever but not based on data and information so when you basically make decision based on you know intuition or based on feelings you know it can go either way it can go really well because your intuition is phenomenal or it can go really 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 bad and what we see is self-employed are leaving kind of a lot of money on the table because of they are making decision based of intuition and not based off data what actually the business is making
1: yeah, and that kind of leads into my my next question uh, because it's kind of mind blowing in a in a way, and I have my own answer of what I think this problem is, uh, but I trust that you know it much more than I do. Why do you think that self employed, when you know they're running successful businesses, they know how to run a business, and their business is doing well, but they find it challenging to manage their own? personal taxes you know you would think managing your taxes would be easier than managing your business so why is that
3: because it's all together again keep in mind that the self-employed individual need to take care of the front of the house the yes. customer, the invoicing, the marketing, the sales, the, the showing or whatever, or the, the service or whatever you need to deliver, you know, with high energy. And then when you go into the back office, you kind of struggle to handle it because kind of it's the weak part. And then should I invest in my weaknesses or should I empower my strengths and just be better and just people basically leave the back office behind? I think second is the fact that, you know, there is no real playbook. You will go to a CPA or to a consultant, you'll get, hey, you may need to be a C-Corp or S-Corp or LLC or, a- or, or sole prop or do that or do this. You know, the IRS has great tools, but the IRS doesn't have marketing department. So you need to, in a way, consume things by yourself or be depend on people, I think, or expert. I think the biggest problem is that, you know, self-employed doesn't have an umbrella. Think about the W-2 employee. When you go to work for Microsoft or Google or Facebook, you know, they behave in what you call profit first. You know, they will deduct taxes first, social security, Medicare, benefit, stock options, everything, and you will get your net check. And now with the net check, you kind of balance with your taxes, you know, but when you're self-employed, when you get the gross income into your bank account, now it's all about me to manage my profit first. Mm -hmm. How do I allocate all of those resources into the different buckets? One, if I'm anxious about it, in my fear about it, if I have no knowledge about it, so what do I do? I mostly do nothing. And therefore, I think this is why self-employed are left behind because, again, they don't have this playbook or umbrella, someone to take over them and navigate and help them, you know, to make smart decisions.
1: Well, and you you nailed it right there because um you said it a little bit differently, but in my complimentary eight week course on time management and business efficiency, one of the topics I talk about is embracing your strengths and hiring out your weaknesses. You need to do the things that you're great at doing that and you love doing, and hire out everything else. Now, hire out doesn't mean necessarily bringing somebody directly on your team, but it's hiring out all of the experts uh, externally that can help you with all of the things. What we're talking about here uh, with Shahar is the taxes. You should not be be doing your own taxes. You should have a uh, CPA and somebody on your team that can navigate and understand everything that's happening in that so you can stay focused on your expertise, which is your own business. So uh, thank you for that. So if you could share one piece of advice with self-employed professionals, what would that be?
3: First, incorporate your business yesterday. Like there's no reason for someone to be sole prop in the world of 2022. It's so 1970, maybe 80. But, <laughs> but make a single-member LLC. At least become you know a single-member LLC for your business. Get the limited liability protection. Get the, the 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 branding. Get kind of you know treat yourself like a business. But one of the areas that people lack you know, to understand that what we are saying sometimes that LLC is not enough or LLC suck because LLC has a lot of kind of branding, but people are not aware that for tax perspective, there is a way better entity to manage. And this is S-Corp, you know? So if my one tip, you know, for today is if you're a self-employed, and if you're making more than $80,000 a year, net to gross, again, in some industries is the same, you know, because you're using the power of the brain to uh, uh, to, to to produce you know, cash. Uh, but if there is one thing that you need to take out of this conversation, that in 2022, if you're a business, is, business of one and you see yourself as a real self-employed, you know, full-time, become an S-Corp. S-Corp, it's the golden structure, it's the most uh, tax efficiency, uh, efficient entity that will help you to save $10, 15 20 25 $30,000 every year just by becoming an S Corp.
1: Okay. So if you own your own business and you're making more than $70,000, $80,000 a year and you're a sole proprietor, you need to change that right now. Reach out to the show and I can get you connected with uh, uh, Shahar that can help you through that process. So, Shahar, it's safe to say that you've been a successful business owner for over a decade founding and running two highly regarded businesses. Are there any lessons that you've learned during that time that you can share?
3: I think it's all about people. You know, at the end of the day, regardless of the system and the processes that you are building a business, putting the right people in the right place, I think this is interaction that you have with other people inside the organization just help to create this innovation, innovative uh, environment and uh, uh alleviate all of the experience uh of everybody. Uh I think also that you need to always ask yourself kind of the why. And I think for me it was kind of an aha moment, you know, after about nine years, it's about my why, why am I doing it, or why I'm doing uh kind of what am I doing? And and as a as an entrepreneur, don't be shy, you know, to make some some decisions uh for yourself that will take you to, to the next level. So for me it was hey I don't want to be any more uh, a service provider. I don't want to be, you know, any more, uh, you know, a consultant on one-on-one. I want to help people kind of in scale, and this is what led me to, you know, uh, a very hard decision to leave a very successful business and to leave kind of a very, uh, uh, you know, the CEO chair, where you know I'm getting into the room and I'm the most important person, you know, uh, out there, and then start from scratch where nobody knows. You know, nobody knows me and the different, you know, stakeholders, but I think it's going back to what what Claire mentioned, you know, it's just this 20 seconds of anxiety, 20 seconds of, you know, that you're not comfortable and then, you know, lean in and do what you do best. So um, again, for me, it was building, you know, efficient uh, team around me. And for me, it's all about people, putting the right people in the right place, just make your life as a business owner way easy.
1: Oh. Yeah, a great. A great way to wrap up our our show because uh, a dream is going to excite you. The why, though, is going to drive you, and that drive is going to keep you moving forward with the grit needed to run a high successful business and at the same time being able to have a great quality of life. So Shahar, as we wrap up the show, uh, anyone listening that wants to connect with you, what is the best way that they can do that?
3: So we're at uh, formationscorp.com, which is Formation S Corp, you know, because we're all about Formation S Corps uh, in the world of of tax and accounting. So Shahar, S-H-A-H-A-R, and I know people have some hard time with Shahar, so it's Shahar at formationscorp.com or just formationscorp.com, go to our website and you know uh uh you'll find your way uh in, in a call to action. And I guarantee you that someone will call you back, you know, same day.
1: Wonderful. Well, thank you so much uh for being on the show today. It was a pleasure to interview you.
3: Pleasure to be here, Tina. Thank you so much for your time. You're doing great, you know, for uh, our community. And again, speaking about money. Is so important just because again, people need to lean in and just kind of fix the relationship that people, you know, have with, with with money, and it's blessed. So thank you so much for uh having me.
1: You're very welcome. I'm the expert in mortgage, but there is a lot, lot more to having a successful uh financial plan and that's why I bring everybody in here so you're very welcome uh, again shout out to to both of my guests to connect with either Claire or Shahar you can reach out to the show 185541150 or you can go online to the moneyhour.com and I'm your host Tina Mitchell your local mortgage expert and it's time to say goodbye but I will be here next weekend same time same place virtually right here on 1150 a.m. at KKnW enjoy the rest of your weekend.
0: Gina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited, NMLS 134871. The views expressed by the speakers on the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited nor are they necessarily endorsed by Highlands Residential Mortgage Limited.